I was actually in a blue shirt just before I came on. And then I was just cleaning up from dinner when I was like, you know, putting, getting the kids out of my hands. I thought I'd do some washing up. The next thing you know, I then splashed chicken oil down my shirt. So <laughs> this one, I just grabbed out of a cupboard quickly. It might be creased. It might be, it might look awful, but oh well. Yeah, but the thing is, it's a oh, podcast so no one can tell. Can <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's that time again. So I'm now going to catch up with another person in the local community. And Mark Hancock has very kindly uh, agreed to come back on. Hi, Mark. Hi, Dan. Good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you again. And um, just, just before we get into things, I start the timer. Just want to let you know, your episode made a big impact on a lot of people. Um, it came out about two weeks ago. And I think because it was the first one we had with somebody who is actually part of the public health collaboration and, and, you know, and somebody who is an ambassador, and I mean, Andy's episode had a big impact also, but I think it meant that people kind of realized there was something that they could do. So hopefully, I don't know as yet, but hopefully you would have recruited a few more ambassadors from that podcast. I, th- I think that's what we've seen, actually. I mean, I've had a lot of personal messages coming through of people saying, tell me a little bit more about it. And uh, is it something that we can get involved in? Um, uh, so, yeah, it's it, very exciting. And I think, it's, you know, th- thanks to you, Dan, because, you know, it's your podcast that really has sort of sort of put it out there uh, off the back of the conference, you know, the few weeks before. So, uh, no, it's all been good. It's a spare of the moment thing. I just thought, I want to find out more, so I'll make a podcast. But, but if some good comes out, that's great. So mm. thank you for saying that. Right, now you've chosen your timer, and the time is starting now. So our 10-minute conversation. Right, Mark, um, you said last time on the podcast, you, you work as, as a financial advisor. Is that right? That's it, yep. So has lockdown affected you in any way, or is it pretty much business as usual? Uh well, not so much business as usual because um, it did affect uh, the way we do things, especially for people who were looking to buy a house or get a mortgage, that type of thing. Because uh, of course, you know, yeah, suddenly there was there was a complete stop. You couldn't get surveyors going into houses, uh, so we we had a variety of uh, different clients all stuck at different stages. Uh, but they're all starting to move again now, and we're getting more interest again. So from that side of things. Um, uh, it it it, uh, it was a bit of a change, but actually, in in how I do a lot of my business, we've kind of we've are now starting to move on to doing meetings by Zoom and and that type of thing. So uh, and people are embracing it, which is which <laughs> which is great. So I'll, it'd be interesting to see what the future brings and whether this is the way forward. See, it's funny because I've heard some people say, like in March, for instance, people were saying, "Oh, you know, this changes the way work is forever, and we'll do much more from home, uh, much more based on Zoom or whatever the new." program is in the future that comes along but now we're in june i've heard a lot of other people say we've had enough of that now we want to go back to face to face you know maybe oh, yeah. having a, maybe having a commute in the morning isn't the worst thing in the world especially when i listen to a podcast um because you know like actually separating work and home is quite important so i guess we'll see i think there's been a lot of stress though hasn't there for a lot of people and in terms of certainly like nutrition and stuff i think it's been proven that stress can actually make you put on weight sometimes, you know, um, oh, gotcha. hormonal change. And equally, you know, I, I find when I'm stressed sometimes, either I, I eat less or I eat more as a comfort. So there's always that kind of problem as well for people, isn't there? I think um, it connects in with other things, you know. So if there's if there's stress issues, generally you're not sleeping well either. Yeah. Um, and of course, then you make bad food choices <laughs> if you haven't had enough sleep the night before. So it can, all these things can happen very, very quickly. And so I'd imagine it's, you know, people try to do the right thing uh, at times, but then perhaps it's not always working. Things that their body is working against them when they're put in this very unusual situation. 
Yeah, totally agree. So in that case, then, I know you said previously uh, you're a big runner. So um, can you tell me a bit about your running? And I know you said about Couch to 5K, uh, something which I will do soon, I promise. Um, <laughs> but well, you, well, you've been on a run today, haven't you? Well, how far did you go? And uh, yeah, uh, today, was, today was 14 miles today. Just so, a short one then. Okay. Just to, just to run around the block. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big block. <laughs> it, 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 it was. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was quite warm as well. Sort of a little bit more unexpectedly warm when I, when I went out. So uh, yeah, so quite a, quite a sweaty run really. But uh, no, it's good because, you know, the interesting thing from my point of view is I, th- I think over a period of time, I, I hit a, I guess a lot of injuries. You 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 get you get very enthusiastic when you do that couch to five. As you'll find, Dan, you'll go through the couch <laughs> to five k, and then you'll be enthused to do more and more. Uh, and the trouble is, once you get to a certain bit of a certain age, I think, is your body starts to work against you a little bit, and you keep hitting little injuries. Um, right. And uh, and really, only over the last sort of probably six to nine months, I've sort of um, been speaking to various people and and having a bit more of an understanding that perhaps I shouldn't be going out and thrashing my myself every every time in every run and actually just trying to uh, reduce the pace that I'm running at um, and maintain a, a more steady heart rate and and touch wood it's worked out really well uh, you know I'm now up to running over 40 miles a week and that that hasn't happened before I mean the best I wow. ever got over 20 um so uh, you know consistently churning out the miles and um, yeah it's exciting to see where it'll all take it I guess in a way, though, with running, even a tiny injury just kind of exacerbates because of the distances and the continual stress and strain on the joint or whatever it is, right? Um, well, I t- people tend to find that, you know, you know, especially when they first get into running because they've generally walked everywhere for their life. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, if there is anything that's not quite right, it tends to be exaggerated when you start trying to run down the road. And uh, so, you know, it, it is something, I mean, fortunately we have a lot of people around us who can help, you know, you can go and get a sports massage or you can get physios, that type of thing. And they, they certainly become part of your, your little team uh, over a period of time just to keep you more of a preventative really, rather than trying to sort out issues is actually just making sure that there aren't problems building up. Um, yeah. Getting so, the right trainers is also another good one as well, you know. Because I actually sure. heard something very interesting. Apparently, when well, it depends how you pronounce this word, Nike or Nike, when they first brought out their trainers, somebody actually did a, a survey, some sort of you know research to prove that you're actually more likely to have an injury from these shoes than if you went <laughs> barefoot. Um, yeah. Now I don't know if yeah. that's if that's still the case now, and I don't want to get sued by that corporation. But, <laughs> but actually, right footwear is really important, isn't it? Um, it's, do a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah, you can do you can do a lot of damage, but there is a um, you know a growing movement that will basically just get rid of all of that and try and 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 embrace the the running along the road barefoot. Which you know, obviously, in other countries they've done that. I mean, they probably don't always have the access to you know all the all the different trainers and shops and everything else in the same way as perhaps we do in the UK. But they you know very much very natural runners and uh so you know i I sort of think that that perhaps it 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 is important to ensure but but obviously there are other ways and it doesn't mean that one one size fits all you know yes yes no i think that's good well said so in that case tell us about some food ideas like what sort of things you've been knocking up uh and wowing your family with while you've been in lockdown um and also (laughs) Did you have any issues getting hold of ingredients? Because some people in the lockdown said they did in certain areas. 
Um, I personally noticed that the shelves were emptying in sort of March time of pasta, uh, you know, cereals yeah. and all those things. And the lamb shoulders, which I bought big into, were pretty much being left behind. But anyway, what was it like for you? Um, I, th- I think when we when we first started, there were some initial issues, weren't there? I mean, we you know we we, we discussed it. The eggs seem to be a problem. Um, I, you know, obviously the toilet roll thing, but that doesn't necessarily have a problem as far as low carbs concerned. But but <laughs> um, uh, but um, the you know as far as as we were concerned, after that first few weeks, I think what we did do um, we started using more local shops. Uh, and so oh, we got more in with uh, butchers and and that type of thing, and uh, uh, and they were really rallying to the cause and bringing in some you know fantastic ranges of meats and uh, and uh, and obviously there were queues outside of of their establishments as well. But you know what I'd love to see coming out of all of this is that those local butchers really do continue to serve their local community, and and that we don't all just rush back to the supermarket again afterwards because uh, you know it, they've just shown how important they are. Um, yeah. So we certainly made use of them. I think also the fact that you know what what I find in my local uh, butcher shop is when I go in, it's part of a farm shop not far from where I am now. And uh, Greg, my butcher, you know, I actually know his name. He knows my name. We have a good chat whenever we go in, we catch up at a socially uh, distanced, uh, you know, um, <laughs> two meters. But yeah, he, he always kind of, you know, has so much information about the meat that he's got in. And I love that. And oh. he is not only an expert, which is what you need in something like that. He's also passionate about it. He's like, oh, yeah, so this cut here I got in this week. And what I recommend is I'm going to sort of chop that bit off there, put that in a stew. That would be great for you and the kids and the family this week. Then I've got a couple of steaks out here and I recommend, you know, you and your wife have a it's wonderful service. And the meat is is real. You know, it's got it's got like a black outside layer. He cuts that off because that's the air dried part. And then it's just beautiful meat inside. Whereas the stuff you get in packets or whatever, I think it's actually got oxygen put into it to make it that bright red look. So even though that's not an artificial substance they're using, you sort of think it's all presented in a very artificial way to try yeah. and make it easier. That's, there's something wrong about that isn't there really and wrapped in yeah. plastic etc and it just i don't know it just it just worries me a little bit uh you know people don't really understand their food and where it comes from um, i think that's the key and especially if you're looking at things like uh you know meats and that type of thing you want to know that the animals have been treated well yes. um that that they, you know what, what what's what's their story where you know what, where, what where, eat, where's you know the yeah, what do they eat absolutely absolutely because what if, you know you're eating what they what they ate and uh you know so if if you get um that real sort of connection with the local butcher and uh and you you understand all this and i think that uh that really does make a big difference. Um, and if you eat, I mean, you know, I, I heard someone say the other day, they said, you know, buy the best quality food that you can afford. Yes, um, exactly. Uh, I think that's always true. And it's funny how I think in this country, we have a mindset of food has been quite cheap for a long time, but there's a reason for that. It's either been made in such a mass production way, which is low the cost and maybe is low the standard, or it's been made in a processed way in a factory, which has really made it cheaper. And I think if you think about health and about not wanting to get certain illnesses in the future, then actually it's a real investment to spend a bit more if you can. Now, I appreciate that not everyone can. And that's the other thing about low carb. It's not a a middle-class wealthy person's diet, as Andy was saying last week. Actually, this is a diet which can work for anybody, wherever you come from. Oh, I'm afraid we're out of time. (laughs) 
That went so quick. <laughs> it, it always does, I'm afraid, Mark. Um, yeah, you know what? This is exactly what this is exactly what I heard before. But I'm sorry to say that our ten minutes is up. Which okay. means, sorry to the listeners. That's all we're going to get from Mark now. The only way you're going to get any more of this is if you connect with him, and uh, you know, then at least you get some of his wisdom that way. Um, but Mark, thank you so much for coming on UK Low Carb today. Thanks, Dan.